Things are about to change here at the Bitchin' Boutique. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. But by the time you hear this, Pitney will be back at his mother's house. And we're fast approaching the end of the year of the vagina, while getting ready for the year of woo. This week, you'll get a little hint of the sort of stuff we'll be talking about, woo-wise. Pitney tells us all about the fabulous stuff he's going to listen to on his road trip. And then you get to hear a lovely story about utterly stupid and inappropriate conversation in the workplace. Yes, I work with a guy who thinks he's Silent Bob, except for the fact that he won't shut up. Like, ever. Everyone can hear the sirens. It'll, it'll be... I don't want to wait until they yeah. stop because this is stupid. It's it's real life. Some Someone out there needs an emergency vehicle. <laughs> and the dogs in the neighborhood are making noise. Oh, that's better. Well, shit, it got really quiet really fast. I was expecting the dogs to keep I barking. guess it reached its destination. I guess so. Anyway. <laughs> so it is December of 2019... So we are coming to the end of the year of the vagina. Um. Now, in this episode, we have um, we have a very special final guest appearance by the ladies from the Everything Is Awful Forever podcast, and that will be later. Uh, but I just want to kind of give a little uh, heads up that. Our Christmas episode is going to have a special, I'm just going to say, a musical segment for Year of the Vagina. Yay! It's going to be <laughs> quite lovely. I'm, uh, I'm feverishly working on it as we speak. And then uh, a, we're going to have a special bonus episode, um, which will be, I believe, the 27th? Yes. Of December. So basically, exactly like a week after the Christmas episode. And it is going to be a year in review. All the Year of the Vagina segments. So it will be a full episode all about vaginas. And maybe those segments will be used academically in colleges. (laughs) Mm, Do you think? I hope some of them will, because it's very educational. And for those of you who haven't listened to every episode this year, perhaps you don't know that we have segments about, say, well, one of them features Pitney telling the story of when he was suddenly face-to-face with with a vulva. Yes, the throbbing thumb. And uh, there's quite a few... Quite a few mentions of Gwyneth Paltrow, and a lot of a lot of uh, me beseeching women to stop shoving food in their hole, and uh, lots of other cool shit. <laughs> lots of lots of cool shit. So, look forward to that. Mark your calendars. Yes, very and, educational. Yes, and we're very excited about what next year will bring. But you'll you'll be hearing that soon enough. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so also coming up in 2020, since I am making my big move to California in two weeks from today. Oh my God. um, Oh my God, it is. I, uh, rather than, you know, have a, a back and forth conversation between Amelia and I about, you know, move specific things... And having, and having episode after episode yeah, about that. Yeah, because that'll just be boring. We want to keep it exciting for you guys, you yes. know. So I'm starting a little, I don't know, three, four minute segment called uh, 
Pitney's New Adventure or <laughs> Pitney's New Adventure Diary. I haven't quite decided yet. <laughs> but it's just going to be little, you know, documenting my move, the process that I'm going through, adjusting with living with my mother. Major life changes. Yeah, major life changes, adjusting to moving back in my hometown. And, um, yeah, just to keep you guys informed, and hopefully it'll be entertaining and inspiring Yay. and therapeutic even for me. So, well, anyway, we'll see what happens. Yep, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> This is Kim, your friendly neighborhood ER nurse. I'm the host of People Are Wild, the only podcast that claims to bring medical entertainment, medutainment, on a weekly basis. I can be found on your favorite podcast listening app, iTunes, and Google Play, and you could talk to me on Twitter at People Are Wild. <laughs> to live in the cottage right by you right by me anyway i learned that she you know apparently she had cancer i don't know 30 years ago or something oh wow and one of her kidneys and it uh you know kidney was removed and it's been in remission and she's been fine and i, I wasn't right. even aware of that but right yeah she had gone to the doctor for totally unrelated issues right and they found some tumor, and they wanted to do no tests. Anyway, it's really bad, and it's oh. pancreas and oh, no. metastatic in her lungs. Oh, my God. And it's to the point where surgery is not an option, so she, is, she feels fine. Right. But she's approaching the end of life, and that's really... And not doing and not yeah. doing surgery or chemo will help her feeling fine until she's done, too. Because oh, yeah. chemo is what makes you fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you that my godmother died of cancer? Mm-mm. Um, gosh, I'm trying to even remember. I think it was in the last decade, but I don't remember. It yeah. wasn't that long ago. But she had had breast cancer years before that. Right. It had a mastectomy, remission. Right. The cancer came back. And I remember talking to her. I just, I talked to her like maybe twice a year or something. Right. And she was telling me that the cancer was back, and she said, you know, I've decided I'm not treating it. I'm yeah. not doing any chemo. She, cause she said, I remember the chemo, and it was so miserable and so horrible, it was worse than the cancer. Oh, God. When my mom had to do, because even though she didn't technically have cancer, what she had could easily turn into leukemia, so they had her on low doses of chemo for years. Oh, I remember, yeah. And... When, when she started the chemo, she had to do it every day, like a shot every day for two weeks. Everything else she ever went through, nothing compared oh, yeah. to those two weeks of intense chemo. Yeah, and that's what my godmother said. And she was like, you know, I'm just going to die. I'm not going through that again. I'm yeah. old. I had a great life. And, yeah. you know, give me morphine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. You know, but anyway... So the reason I was telling you that was to lead up to this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I was talking to another friend mm -hmm. who knows both of me and, you know, yeah. this lady. And this friend, one of the my favorite people in the world, I'm very close to her, but she believes some, like, crazy, crazy stuff like oh god seriously the most crazy new age stuff that you can think of from channeling the archangels to oh god having an adopted mother who st started a pseudo cult who channels this spirit whose name i won't say because i don't want to right. step on feet but right she channels this spirit and i've been at a channeling right once oh my god and it is this completely ridiculously fake accent oh my god and the reason that you know it's fake is because in the conversation you know she'll say I mean, this is the sky is blue, right? Whatever. Right, right. Like 
the blue or sky are the most common words in the world that you would use every day in conversation. Right. And then later on in the channeling, she'll go, you know, what do you call it in the human language? You know, you know, oh, I, the, what's the word? Oh, the sky. Oh, jeez. How you people say. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there was so many instances oh. of that. <laughs> and then she had done all of our past lives. Oh, my God. And it was like somebody was an Egyptian queen. Always. And I was the best friend of Shakespeare's lover in the royal court. Of course you were. And, I mean, it wasn't anything normal. Like, like oh, you were a pig farmer who had a happy life. Right. Or you You're were, always Joan of Arc. Like, you You're know, always... always and then, yeah. I kid you not, and she told me, she's like, oh, 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 and by the way, you were the leper that Jesus cured in the Bible. <laughs> of course you were! Because of course you were. Anyway, so that... <laughs> And my dear, 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 dear friend. Yeah. Who's also an anti-vaxxer. Oh, for fuck's sake. Who also drinks hydrogen peroxide because she read about it on a New Age site once. Oh my God, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, this woman, I'm just just saving an example. She's a wonderful person with a great heart, but she believes wholeheartedly in this channeling. Right. And when it's not this entity... It's right. aliens. Of course it is. And when it's not aliens, it's the Archangel Michael. <sighs> so just to lay it out there. That that's how far out we're going? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I was telling her about... Oh, 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 let me tell you one more thing. Let me tell you one more thing. It's so funny. Oh, my God. She was like, you have to watch the, these YouTube videos of this guy, and I wish I could remember the name of the guy, so... Oh, you could see it, but I honestly don't remember. Oh, it'll but come to like, you someday. We'll post these it. Instructional videos, and they've just been life changing, and it's like it's totally changing my husband's perspective. Oh my! <laughs> you really need to watch this. And I thought he was going to be like, I thought he was going to be a spiritual speaker, like you know Ram Das or right. You know, Yogananda or right. Krishnamurti or something like that right. that I could relate to or even like, you know. Yeah. But no. What it was, it was like these two and a half hour long lectures and he's basically a crazy UFO conspiracy theory guy. <gasps> like everything's UFOs and everything is Illuminati and everything is the aliens. Oh my god. The greens or the greys or whatever the fuck it is are among <laughs> us disguised as humans and Ooh, and oh, oh my god, so people. that's how far out. Anyway. Oh my god. So when we were talking about, you know, our poor friend and right. the struggle she's about ready to go through, she was like, Well, you need to check out this guy who's YouTube I've been watching and who has this fabulous website and she's like you know and I've been really really thinking about making an investment and starting a business oh that's always a good sign and I was like really what is it and she she told me the name I can't remember David not David Sidaris because we know who is the right. author but David something that sounded similar to that. And what it is, is this guy makes $7,000 wands. Okay. With rubies. Okay. With interchangeable crystals that you can change the vibration. <laughs> and he teaches these techniques and he says for $7,000 and he swears that it will cure... You know, it'll cure cancer. It'll uh, it'll cure cirrhosis. It'll it will, will cure, it cure my eczema illness. ankle. It'll basically <laughs> it is like, and you can do spiritual work it work with it. It's a wand and, like a like a stick that you insert crystals like. I got the impression it. that it was like a bigger thing to sweep the body. Okay. But I honestly don't know, because once she told me that it was a wand with crystals and it was based on rubies. Oh, my God. Oh, but not natural rubies, because those will deplete the earth. But these are artificial rubies, but it's the same resonance as a ruby. Oh. 
You know, the ruby is my birthstone. So yeah, I was very excited when you said rubies. And I... Oh, my God. I guess I believe in maybe... Actually, no, I'm just going to go out there. It makes me a bad pagan, but no, I don't believe in crystals at all. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> and she was like, well, you really need to tell her and her right. daughter about this. And I know it's a big investment, but it could really, really help. So we want to buy her a $7,000 And I was like, wand. oh, yeah, I'll pass that information on. But no, I'm absolutely not going to because no! it's so ridiculous. And what's scary is that this friend might feel like she's, like, desperate enough that it's like that might be a good... That she, she might go that way because she's a little woo herself. She is very, and I mean, you know, she... She says she's a psychic. Right. She has a lot of people that are into her. I've never found her clairvoyance to be particularly clairvoyant, but that's right. just me. Right. A lot of people love her, and, you know, I'm yeah. a card reader. She's a card reader. It's like, I read by moods to discuss situations. Right. To discuss spiritual paths. Right. She's one of those readers where... Is it like spirit is telling her what to say? More specific things, blah, 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 right, blah. Right. Anyway, it's fine. But this wand thing, I don't even think this woman would buy that. Oh, wow. Because oh I, You know what? And it could be completely true. It's not, though. You know, just <laughs> like I said about the Heaven's Gate people when they killed their self, they killed themselves so they're... Spirits could go on the comet. Maybe they did. Maybe their spirits <laughs> could go on the comet. We'll never know. But yeah, anyway, I just wanted to share that because oh. I was like, I love you and I trust your sincerity, but I am not telling her grieving daughter to go... Spe give this guy $7,000. So $7,000 oh. for a lawn that's supposed to miraculously cure cancer. Please. Because... If any of that shit were true, nobody would have fucking cancer. Yeah. If, you know, if fucking rubies could do it. You Jesus. Know, anyway, <laughs> I just thought I'd share. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Fabulous. You know, not for anything, because this literally just happened last week, this conversation. Right. But it does serve as a good introduction to... <gasps> That's our true. new segment that we're going to start in January, which we've mentioned, you know, before. Yes, we talked about it a little bit in our thankful episode. If you didn't hear that, go back and listen. Yes, the year of woo. The year of woo, you guys. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a little mocking, but it's going to be mixed in with some good, serious content, too. Right, because we're we're a little woo from time to time. We have, we have woo... Wooness? Yeah, well, I'm a pagan priest who practices witchcraft. Exactly. I'm pretty out there as far as the woo goes. Sure. But there's a lot of stuff that even I can't handle. <laughs> there's some weird shit. There's some weird stuff, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, people should probably go back and look through all our old episodes, because we have an episode called Too Woo For You that is yeah. all about fucking crazy bitches. Did we talk about the pelts in that episode? We did talk about the lady who talks to her pelts. Yeah. Wolf pelts. We also talked about the people who believe you don't need to eat food because cosmic energy from the sun and breathing is enough nourishment for your body. <laughs> and I think we talked... Didn't we talk about someone who talks to Pazuzu? Yes. <laughs> Yes. You know, I know Pazuzu. I've talked to Pazuzu. Yeah, she was like, well, you know, the exorcist gave Pazuzu a very bad rap. <laughs> because I know Pazuzu. Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's not that bad. You just need to know how to talk to him. Uh, uh, yeah, good times. Which actually leads to... Okay, so I think I told you. <laughs> Go ahead. So last week, for some weird reason, I got a hair. 
Uh-huh. And I decided that I was going to watch The Exorcist again. Oh, okay. Why I was thinking about Speaking it, of Pazuzu. I don't even know. Yeah, speaking of Pazuzu. Right. So I watched The Exorcist again, and God damn it. Fabulous movie. It's still scary. So great. So great. But then I started watching because of that, because you know how I go down rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. And I own it. <clears throat> so I was like, I'm going to try to watch The Exorcist 2 again. Oh. Nope, such piece of shit. Couldn't yeah. get through 40 minutes of it. Yeah. So I went online. Oh, no, I'm thinking of something yeah. else. Never mind. I went online specifically so I could have, I could read about people saying how horrible The Exorcist 2 is. Right. And I don't care what people say. Linda Blair is a fucking terrible actress. Oh, my and God. And she was fucking so terrible. As she got, like, it was different when she... In The Exorcist 2. Right, because when she was younger, it was fine. They got a great performance out of her. Of course, they also, the director, basically abused the fuck out of her to get that performance. But really, as she got older and it was more her fault, she really was not good. And why is one a 16-year-old made up to look like a whore, basically? (laughs) And two... Why would a 16-year-old be in bed having a nightmare wearing blue eyeshadow and and really shiny pink lip gloss? <laughs> Hello! Anyway, it sucks. But anyway. I mean, you would be lying yes. in bed wearing those things, but why would she? But anyway, I went <laughs> down this rabbit hole of The Exorcist. Basically because I wanted to read things about what a dumb bitch Linda Blair is, because that just makes me happy. Especially after how, what a bitch she was at Frightmare that one time. Yes. Oh my God, everyone fucking hated her. Yes. I mean, that's all we really need to say. She was a bitch. Oh, we've talked about it, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. But anyway, going through this <clears throat> this rabbit hole for that, <laughs> I stumbled, which I totally, totally forgotten about. I, I stumbled on Ken. I think it's just... CaptainHowdy.com, which is like the big exorcist fan site. Okay, that makes sense. And I found the most fabulously weird, like, I can't believe this exists thing. Produced in 2014, uh, BBC4, which I guess is BBC Radio. Yeah, yeah. They produced a radio drama of The Exorcist. Wow. And I was like, God, why? Oh my God, that's so fucking weird that they would do that in 2014. And so I read some reviews on it. It's supposed to be really fabulous. Yeah. And on the Captain Howdy website, you were able, there's links you could just download the MP3s. Of the whole thing? Of the whole thing. Oh, wow. Okay. It's two parts, and I think they're like 57 minutes each or something. Wow. And apparently it skips a lot of the beginning of the book in the movie and it goes right oh. to the priest already, showing up at the she's house already possessed the priest is there anyway okay. but it's the all the exorcism stuff. i can't yeah. wait to listen to it but i'm gonna be good i'm gonna save it for my road trip in a couple weeks oh yay good idea but so because i was so excited i went to the bbc4 main site uh-huh a lot you know and they had a thing called fright night which was all horror dramas. <gasps> really? Not, not, Fright Night is not the name of the show, but I guess it was the name, the of, name of the night. The name of the night. Yeah. I don't know if it's current. I didn't see anything. Wow. After 2017. Okay. But one thing that was really, really exciting that they also have, which I also was able to download. Oh, my God. They made a fully acted out radio drama of an unmade Hammer film. Oh, my God. The Unquenchable Thirst of Dracula. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Which is available in its entirety on YouTube. Wow. Who's in it? Anyone we know? I I don't even know. I didn't look. And I think it's about 90 minutes, two hours, something like that. Okay. So, I, and again, I downloaded it with the converter. Right. And it's killing me to not listen to it, but I'm going to save it for the road trip. Oh, my God. You have so many hours to kill on your road trip. Yeah, but they had all these, like, horror dramas, and they had, like, a narrated version of the Omen novel. Really? And 
it's cool. Unfortunately, they're like, oh, the Oma novel. Click here for more information. Click here for like a two-minute clip from it. There's no completely unavailable to actually listen to any of this stuff in its entirety. Oh, is, is it... Oh, could, but you could hear clips? You could? You can hear clips. So I, was, I was concerned that the... Because, like, a lot of times people in Britain can't watch videos and stuff that are from here and vice versa. Yeah. So I was hoping that that wasn't, that that wasn't a factor. So that's... Oh, you, you know, to be honest, I didn't even go to any of the clips to listen, but the links are there. Okay. So I don't know, but I was able to do the whole Unquenchable Fist of Dracula from YouTube. Right. But most of it is unavailable, which is a bummer because it looks really, really cool. Oh, my God. And then, with the other thing that I found, because I love, I've always loved radio dramas and animations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really the original radio drama that was available on cassette of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, oh, my God. That I listened to probably 500 times. Sure. That really got me into fandom to begin with. Right. Oh my god. So, so I've good. always loved that. The Star Wars radio serial. I've listened oh, yeah. to that so many times I can say every line of dialogue for the whole twelve hours. <laughs> so I've always loved this shit. So I was really excited. I found a podcast called uh Tales from Beyond the Pale. Oh. Which is half hour stories of bona fide horror. Authors, horror screenwriters, oh, horror cool. directors. Okay. Doing these 30 minute stories. Again, I've not gotten to spend the time to listen to them, but I'm right. really, really excited because there's some really cool stuff. Oh, yeah. The only thing is, it seems like the current stuff you can listen to for free, mm. and all the previous stuff you have to buy for $2.99 an episode. That's weird. And I don't know that I want to spend $2.99 on a 30 minute thing, but. Maybe yeah. I do, but I'm definitely going to go and listen to All it. the free shit first. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. any of you radio drama fans who are also horror fans, look at BBC4. <clears throat> Lots of oh, stuff yeah. that's not horror. The, you know, 90% sure. of their stuff is not horror, but right, they right. do have a horror segment. That's awesome. And they fucking did The Exorcist. That's amazing. You know, it reminds me, Um, I was, oh God, where was I? I think I was scrolling through Facebook, actually. Um... Every so often, I'll get an ad for, like, audible.com stuff. And I don't have an Audible account, but my dad does. But uh, he, I don't know if I can get it through him. But apparently, there is an audiobook version of Bram Stoker's Dracula with at least these two voices, possibly more, Alan Cumming and Tim Curry. Oh, my God. I'm like... What the actual fuck? Oh my god, see, I need that. And apparently it's only available on Audible, but I'm going to try to see if I can get it and maybe burn it to a CD or something. That so, is, oh my god. I can't even I handle need that in I my cannot life. even handle how amazing that would be. I need that in my life. Oh my god. Ah. Yes, yes. <laughs> You know, and on my road trip, too, I'm also bringing all three of the Star Wars radio serials. And the Doctor Who one that I yes. gave you. Oh, my God, yes. The Doctor Who one you gave me, Return to Tell Us. Yay! The big And you know what stuff. I also found? Mm -hmm. I still have the cassette. No way to play it, but I do have a burn CD of it. Doctor Who and the Pescatons. Oh, my God! With Tom Baker and Liz Sladen. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, my God! Which is fabulous because I know, like, when the Pescatons come out and they're about to do something evil, the actors that play the Pescatons are going, Pescatons, Pescatons, Pescatons. <laughs> and it's so glorious. I can't wait to hear that again. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. The Year of the Vagina. Hi. Uh, intro. Yep. <laughs> done, done, done. This is everything's awful forever. I'm Philippa Evans. I'm Jessica Byrne. <laughs> I don't really know how to gracefully segue into my topic, which is the connection between Satan's and vaginas. Don't segways. It comes up daily in my life. I don't know about you, but I'm like, hey, have you heard about Satan's vagina? As we're talking people in the and street. that's when they give you a wide-eyed look and try to back away, but you just keep stepping forward. But I'm like, oh, hey, sorry, you stepped away from me. I'm just going to come in a little bit 
look closer because otherwise you won't be able to hear me properly. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I've got to go. And it's like, oh, where are we going? I'm coming with you. So anyway, about saying vagina, Anne. So you're saying that I don't need to gracefully segue, that no. it's just an assumed... It's like the weather. You don't you don't need to segue into that. So it just happens. The connection between Satan and vaginas yeah. natural. It's something that just happens to you, you know? <laughs> it's like I'm talking about this now, like, oh shit, it's like a wave crashing against a rock, I can't do anything about it. Well, everyone, this is happening to you now. So, so. deal with it. Yeah. So, Satan has a lot to do with vaginas. Good. I <laughs> bet he does. <laughs> like a surprising amount. Mm -hmm. According to Karelian folklore, he created vaginas by striking a woman between the, ex <laughs> the legs with an axe. <laughs> The axe wound. No. Yes. yes. Sa thanks, Satan, for that, Willie. Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, in 1486, Heinrich Kramer and Jakob Sprenger, two Germanic inquisitors, mm -hmm. realized that they had a lot to say about the old hairy axe wound. <laughs> a lot, a lot. The beef curtains. Oh. The fishy kebab. <laughs> All of this. All of this, including the euphemisms that you have just <laughs> Gracefully folded in. All of which they put into the Malleus Maleficarum, or Witch's Hammer. Great. I like the idea of two inquisitors being like, Women! I'm gonna write a book about it! <laughs> Women? Pfft, what's that about? I don't fucking know. Here, I'm just gonna tell you it's this. It's accident. It's gross. Women Listen up, stupid. women. <laughs> Listen. This is how you work. Shut up. The Malleus Maleficarum was ostensibly a discussion on how to identify witches, but also a low-key insult rant about how awful women were. <laughs> and, like, what's a clitoris anyway? I don't even know myself. Do I, you? No, I need a man to show me. I need a man. How men. do you have sex? How what? How sex do what? Wear vagina? No. <laughs> Show me and teach me, daddy. <laughs> listen. Listen. Yeah. They're not going to tell you this. Okay. But the Malleus Maleficarum is the greatest sex manual of all time. Interesting. If you need to educate yourself. All right. Read the Malleus Maleficarum. I have since learned that it's an axe wound. Look, at the very least, mm -hmm. they acknowledge the existence of a clitoris. Well, that's more than most things do. So, <laughs> so let's, let's give them credit for that. Okay, that's fine. They can have a little bit of credit for that. So, like I said, the Malleus Maleficarum ostensibly is a discussion on how to identify witches. Because an important part of hunting witches is knowing who they are. Mm -hmm. You can't just go throwing every woman onto the pyre. As much as you want to. You've run out of women. Yeah, what you, you kind of need them? them sometimes. Who else is going to die in your socks? It's a bit of a sausage party without them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Too many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks. <laughs> you don't know that reference? No! Oh, no. I, it was lost on me, but not unappreciated. Great. <laughs> Fortunately, witches nearly always came with an identifying mark. A third nipple, a suspicious mole, wart, or pimple, or, or, a little lump of flesh between the legs, sticking out as if it had been a teat directly above the vagina. Oh, no. So really, every woman's a witch. <laughs> oh, my God. Go on and embrace it, ladies. <laughs> Some man, like, uncovered that and was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> witchcraft! Witches! <laughs> Shit. I love that they were identifying, like, examining the bodies of women, and they're like... Mm -hmm. Poking French, <laughs> like, I don't know what these two lumpy flesh orbs are on the chest, but I don't like it. <laughs> but we'll let it slide, looking down, looking down. What? Where are the bowels? Where is the bowels and pains? What is this? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, a penis is a much better devil's teat. Hell yeah. It's much more like a teat. It's definitely more Said like the a... the girl. <laughs> Witchcraft, according to Sprenger and Kramer, evolves out of a woman's naturally wanton, lustful nature. Of course. And the clitoris is the big red button that activates demonic fuckery. <laughs> I quote, Everything in woman is governed by carnal lusting, which is insatiable in them, and for this reason they even cavort with demons to satisfy their lust. You can tell he was just wanking furiously as writing, Everything about women is about carnal lust! 
you know. And then every once in a while, someone will say something louder. But it's like a constant noise in his head. And then a few days before that, the talking stopped. And it was bothering him that it was quiet inside his head. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, but then, you know, I, I, I do a lot of, oh, yeah, and like not looking at him and trying not to smell him. And then he says that another thing he can hear is if someone's like concentrating real hard on something, he can hear their thoughts, which of course I immediately start testing by thinking really hard, get the fuck away from me, uh-huh. get the fuck away <clears throat> from my desk. But of course he didn't hear no that. Or take a bath tonight. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is wrong with you? But, um, yeah, so, but the example, because I have to get around to tits here, Mm. the example he gave, what he said is that he doesn't realize he's hearing it until he blurts something out and then realize, and then the person by him realizes that you just said what I was thinking. Okay. And the example he gives is, well, one time I was staring at a wall. I don't know why that was important. (laughs) I was looking at this wall and my friend was looking at a girl. And all of a sudden I blurted out, nice tits. (laughs) Wow. So I'm telling you about this guy to lead into this. (laughs) Speaking of tits. I love that. (laughs) you might. I thought you might. Now, I will say, I don't fucking know what to do when someone is talking like this around me. Like, in my head, I think, I'm going to kick him in the dick or whatever. Like, yeah. Or I'm going to say, the fuck you do? You know, but, you know, I kind of, I don't work directly for this guy, but I kind of need him again. Yeah. Because I, you know, he's in a Super, like a technical advisor position of the job that I have, and I kind of need somewhat of a relationship with this person. So, so my actual friend and I were talking about music and whatever, and dipshit stinky just comes walking up and joins in totally uninvited, and informs us, I don't remember how we got to his, I don't like country music. Mm-hmm. And to which my friend and I are both like, well, you know, we do if it's like old country music, like, you know, good country music, like Johnny Cash or whatever. Um, no, I don't like any country music because it doesn't matter what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. You know, it's no, but I don't like it. I don't like any country music except for two songs. And those two songs that I like of country music are The Devil Went Down to Georgia and The Devil Went Back to Georgia by Charles Daniels. And my friend looks at me and goes, what? And I go, I go, oh, I think his friends call him Charles. Because of course it's Charlie Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Charles Daniels. Jesus Christ. Okay, so, meanwhile, we're both going, okay, but, like, really? Like, if you're going to only, like, you know, I wanted to go, really? You don't like Lee Greenwood? You know, or something. It's like, really? Because I would have thought you'd be a Lee Greenwood fan. Or be like, but you got to like Donna Fargo, right? But, no. So, we're just trying to be like, oh, Jesus, just, just fucking go away. And he continues, but, you know... Um, not a lot of people know this, but you know, Dolly Parton, (laughs) Dolly Parton, she was more than just, she was more than just tits. (laughs) Do tell. So, so, so apparently he thinks that we need to be told that, you know, Dolly Parton, Wrote a lot of songs. Really? <laughs> really? Because she certainly isn't known as a goddamn musical genius, songwriter. <laughs> you know, really? Re- you, you don't say. 
Yeah, and you know, uh, oh, and another thing, Whitney Houston can't sing. Really? Okay. And you know, Whitney Houston, there was this song she did that was in this movie called The Bodyguard. Oh, we're, God. We keep looking at each other going, he thinks we don't know about the biggest fucking song in the history of music. Right, he thinks right. we've never heard this. <laughs> oh, let's just let him inform us. Let's just let him tell us. Because <laughs> you know there was this song in this movie called The Bodyguard that Whitney Houston was in, and it was, um, and it was called uh, I Will Always Love You. And you know that song was written by Dolly Parton. Oh, really? <laughs> um... <laughs> But, you know, she didn't write it for that. She, you know, she wrote it a long time before. And I'm just sitting there not looking at him going, that's little whorehouse in Texas. Because, of course, it is. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, it was for uh, it was for the best little whorehouse in Texas. I'm like, yeah, the best little whorehouse in Texas, as I said. And he and then he informs me, I can't, what's it called? RCA movie disc? I think it was a predecessor to a Laserdisc. Uh-huh. He goes, do you remember the RCA movie disc? I was like, um, yeah, I think so. Well, you know, I had the RCA movie disc of Best Little Horrors in Texas, and I watched it every day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm like, I bet you did. I bet you did, Silent Bob. So, um, and, my, you know, my friend, like, his eyes are just getting big. Like, I can't stand here any longer and listen to this bullshit. And... He and he's informing us that it was it was you know written for that and you know it's fine when Dolly sings it or whatever but you know it was a really big hit for you know Whitney Houston and whatever and and it made Dolly Parton a lot of money and I just said yeah and because and because of all that money she made um, there are little children all over Appalachia who who have books to read and he looks at me like I'm a crazy person. Uh. Because he doesn't know anything about Dolly Parton. Right. We're talking about actual shit, about how what an amazing human she mm-hmm. is, and what a goddamn genius she is, you know. But, you know, and I'm like, I even almost went to Dollywood once, but I just drove past it and whatever, and he's just, blah, blah, best of Lawrence and Texas. Oh, and then he starts talking God. about all these other, like, oh, I know all the words to all the songs. I'm like, yeah, I do too, because I had the soundtrack of it, and, yeah. and because I love... And then he, you know, he starts, like, blurting out little parts of different lines. Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord of mercy on our soul. It's like, oh, God damn it. Oh, my God. And I just kind of, like, oh, my God, go away. But, you know, Dolly Parton, she's more than just tits. <laughs> oh, I'm so fascinated by this guy. I'm sure I've met him in different permutations over the years at cons. Well, he he never misses TRF, Texas Renaissance Festival. I actually asked him if, in in all of the times he's gone to TRF, if he has ever seen a group of guys in Renaissance versions of Kiss costumes. Uh He claimed he had. I I think he's just full of shit. But you Basically. never know. We were infamous for that's true. One season. <laughs> yes, you're quite well known. But um, yeah, he's um, he's an idiot. He's very special. He is. Who knows? Maybe maybe now that I have to see him all the time, maybe you know, maybe I'll have regular segments called tit talk with I know. you know uh, i don't know god damn it oh my god yeah oh you, i talk to him more <laughs> uh, it's really it's really difficult because it's like i just you know i don't i know what i want to do and what i want to say but it's like oh i mean i knew i was landing in a very misogynistic world by landing into the computer programmer land. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I knew that that was... And the thing is, there's a bunch of guys up there that are great. They're great. I love them. But then there's this shit. Now, does he come to work in garb? He comes to work almost exclusively wearing, like, Kevin Smith, whether it's... Fat Man on Batman or whatever, like uh, hockey jerseys. 
He basically dresses like Kevin Smith. Wow. Which is weird, because, like, Kevin Smith, <clears throat> I personally think Kevin Smith is adorable. Mm-hmm. But this guy who thinks he looks like Kevin Smith, not so much. Oh. I wonder, what does he dress like at TRF? Oh, I can show you pictures. He has a Facebook page. Oh. Okay, you'll so, have to send it to me. Cause and, and the thing is... I'm dying. You... You can smell him through the phone. Uh, you can smell him through the through Facebook. I'm fantasizing him, Verity Noslin, oh my god, and Trisha von Lichtenstein, both versions all okay. together, like in a pile. No, oh god, no, but just all together, <laughs> like writhing somehow, and us just listening to that conversation. <laughs> oh my god. for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. child that he has that he has a child that he has actually oh my he has actually fornicated and oh so not cute fascinating so not cute (laughs) wow oh top hat and goggles you know how much I hate that I know I know (laughs) Because it's so stupid.